Hello everyone, welcome to Summit Church Fenton. I'm so glad you joined me today and I look forward to sharing the Word of God with you. You know, tomorrow is Halloween and uh, whenever Halloween rolls around, uh, so many people start thinking about, you know, witches that fly around on brooms or, or vampires or werewolves, you know, Frankenstein's monster, mummies, these sorts of things, you know, as Hollywood portrays them. And of course, uh, you know, witches flying around on brooms or, you know, uh, vampires the way Hollywood portrays them and so forth and so on. You know, Frankenstein's monster and all of that. That, that stuff is, is not real. But, uh, but what about ghosts and the devil and demons and witches and witchcraft and haunted houses and those sorts of things? Is there some truth to those sorts of things? Are, are these sorts of things real? And the answer is yes. Ghosts, um, uh, the devil, demons, witches, witchcraft, houses that are haunted. These things are real. And I'm going to take you into the word of God here and we'll see that just how real they are. You know, I, uh, I think sometimes about uh, when, when I teach along these lines, I think about that scene from The Wizard of Oz where uh, the scarecrow and the tin man and the lion are, you know, they're headed up to the witch's castle to rescue Dorothy. And uh, they come into the uh, haunted forest uh, about a mile before they get to the witch's castle. And and uh, uh, all of a sudden, these, these unseen, uh, uh, like ghost-like, uh, uh, beings or whatever start, you know, picking up the, the, uh, uh, lion or not the lion, but I guess the tin man and the scarecrow and throwing them all over the place, etc. And I think about the, the lion, <laughs> he's there and he's, he's saying, he's saying, I do believe in spooks. I do, I do, I do believe in spooks. I do. And, and while he's saying that, the wicked witch, She's up at the castle and she's watching all this going on there in the haunted forest. Uh, she's watching all this, with, you know, in her crystal ball. And, and there's the, the lions going, I do believe in spooks. I do, I do. And she says, you're going to believe in a whole lot more than that by the time I get through with you. <laughs> and, uh, and so I think about that uh, when I teach along these lines. But, you know, a, a lot of people think that, you know, witches and witchcraft and, and, and ghosts and things. A lot of people think that, that that stuff isn't real. Well, of course, the way Hollywood portrays it, you know, much if not all of that is fabricated. But there is a truth to uh, uh, absolutely to the devil, demons, uh, witches, witchcraft, and so on, as you'll see. Uh, and by the well, by the time I get through with you today, you're you're gonna, you're going to believe you're going to believe that uh, uh, and be aware that there is there is certainly great truth to to uh, uh, you know evil power, the devil, demons, haunted houses, uh, witches, witchcraft, and so forth. So with that being said, go to uh, Deuteronomy the 18th chapter. Deuteronomy the 18th chapter. And, you know, the Old Testament has much to say about this subject of, of witches and witchcraft and so forth. Uh, look at Deuteronomy 18, verse 9. Uh, the Lord tells his people, he says, When you come into the land 
which the Lord your God's giving you, given you, you shall uh, not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. And that's terrible. Obviously, uh, they would offer their children in, in uh, uh, human sacrifice to, to, to the devil and demonic power. Now, they, the, the people that did that didn't see it as the devil and demonic power. They saw it as they, they had made gods, false gods, and which the devil and demonic power is behind all false uh, gods and things like that and behind all idols. But um, but people, the people there would offer their children to these to these uh, idols and things. Terrible thing. The Lord said, don't do that. And then he says, he says, there shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire or one who practices witchcraft or a soothsayer or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer, which is a witch and a male witch would be called a warlock. But be that as it may, God acknowledges that these evil things are real that they are real. And then he goes on here and he says, or one who conjures spells or a medium are a spiritist. That'd be like a fortune teller type, type person, uh, a medium, a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead, like a seance. Uh, God acknowledges that these things are real and he says, don't have anything to do with them. He says in verse 12, for all those who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. So are these evil things real? Well, yeah, God acknowledges that they're real and he says, don't have anything to do with them. And, you know, the Bible's very clear. The devil is real. You know, fallen angels are real. Demons are real. I taught on this subject not that long ago. If you missed it, you can go back in our archives and, and catch up on, on anything you may have missed along these lines. But, uh, uh, but, but these things are real. The devil, demons, fallen angels, you know, Witches, spiritists, mediums, uh, soothsayers, these are all real. God acknowledges that they are, but he says stay away from them. Don't have anything to do with them. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31, uh, the Lord says, Give no regard to mediums uh, and familiar spirits. A medium would be someone who is like the go-between between the living and the dead. And uh, you need to realize that when someone dies here on the earth, if they're born again, if they know Jesus is their savior, their spirit goes to heaven. If they're not born again, they don't know Jesus. When they die, their spirit goes to hell. It's that simple. And there are no uh, spirits of dead human beings lingering here upon the earth, like haunting a house. Now, I believe in haunted houses. It's just not the uh, spirits of the people who used to live there that are doing it. It's, it's demons that will haunt houses, but not the spirits of people who used to live there. Because, as I said, once a human being dies, if, they're, if they know Jesus as Savior, they, their spirit goes to heaven. Of course, their body is buried here on the earth, but their spirit goes to heaven. If they don't know Jesus, they go to hell, but their spirit doesn't linger around here on the earth uh, any, any length of time at all. Uh, the Bible says about a Christian to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. See, and that's in heaven. And likewise, when a lost person, one who doesn't know Jesus, when they die, their spirit immediately would go to the place of torment known as hell. And so, but 
but but a medium would be someone that would try to uh, like a go between between the living and the dead, and uh, try to conjure up the the dead. And 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 the Bible says stay away from them, give no regard to them or to familiar spirits. What is a familiar spirit? A familiar spirit is a demon spirit who, uh, how would I say it? Uh, they, you see, as, as, as scary as this seems, but the devil can observe us and demons can observe us. And they, and they are not all knowing, but they can know certain things about us by listening to us, watching how we uh, conduct our lives and whatnot. And, uh, uh, and then, and then, you know, when, when a person dies and, and they leave this planet, their spirit goes to heaven or hell. And, and then you'll have, uh, somebody go into a seance and, and most of the people that run seances are fake. They're false. Most of them, but there are some real, you need to realize this, that it, when, you know, whether you're dealing with the, the, the good side or the bad side, whether you're, whether you're dealing with, uh, uh, you know, the, the kingdom of, of, of God or the kingdom of darkness. In the kingdom of God, so many ministers are good and right and wonderful, but there are the fakes. There are the charlatans. And the Bible says that, um, that it's possible for, a, for someone who's, who is, is portraying themselves, uh, uh, you know, to, to be a, a minister of God to be a fake, to be a fall, to be false. Even the devil can transform himself into a, a a being of light, an angel of light, and so forth, and, and his so likewise his ministers. So on the good side, there's good, wonderful ministers, but there also are also some fakes, charlatans. All right, and uh, over on the, on the on the dark side, I'd say so much of what you see is fake, but there's really real. There's re- there are really. Witches. Now they don't fly around on brooms, but but there's witches and there's there's uh, mediums and saucers. But anyway, if you get over on the dark side, and God says have nothing to do with it, but sometimes people will go into a seance and and that that medium that's that's conducting that seance will be able to tell someone exactly how, you know how their loved one what their loved one would know, and only the loved one would know that uh, piece of information or whatever the case. And, and, and you run into a real medium, a real, uh, 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 fortune teller, so to speak, that, that's operating by a demonic familiar spirit. They could tell you all sorts of things about a, a, a departed loved one or whatever, even things about yourself. And, and, and many have been deceived by these sorts of things over the years. That's why the Lord says, have nothing to do, give no regard to mediums or familiar spirits. Do not seek after them. And, uh, to be defiled by them. So I remember back in the 19, I guess it was late 1980s, uh, it would be prevalent on television, particularly late in the evening. You could call up and uh, for a fee, they would, uh, you could, they'd put a number on the screen. You could dial that number and, and, uh, had a person would come on and on the phone and they would tell your fortune. And, uh, but of course I think, well, I don't think I, <laughs> I know you had to pay a fee had to pay a fee and then they'd give you your fortune and one preacher used to call it 1-800-DIAL-A-DEMON and that's exactly what it was but something also a little little uh, uh, tip I'll give you here whenever uh, someone is operating by the quote-unquote supernatural and they're trying to get your money you can mark that down that's not God that's demonic 
Absolutely. You know what I mean when I say trying to get your money, trying to, I'm not talking about someone, uh, you know, asking legitimately for an offering. I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Somebody trying to, you know, prophesy money out of, out of your pocket into theirs, you know, trying to, to, to get your money by unscrupulous means or, or, you know, you give me so much money, I'll, I'll give you a prophecy or tell your fortune or this or that, that you stay away from that. That's not God. That's not how God operates. But anyway, God acknowledges that these these things are real and we need to stay away from them. Uh, you know, I think, think talking about the real and the fake, I remember if you go in the Old Testament and you read where Samuel had, uh, he was a prophet of God and he, he used to speak for God to uh, King Saul, but then Samuel had died and, and God was angry with King Saul and wasn't speaking to him anymore. And Saul needed to hear from God and Samuel was dead. And, and I remember we could look it up. I won't for the sake of time, but I'd encourage you to go find it in your Bible and read it. But uh, uh, Saul, basically putting it in my own words, made this statement. He said, he said to his assistants, he said, essentially, I need to, I need to, tap into the supernatural world, he said, he essentially said, get me a witch and get me a real one, one with a familiar spirit. See, there's fake. And most of what you see, you know, that that back in the 1980s, dialing up for get your fortune and all of that, most all that, that, that was fake, you know, and, and most of what you see, uh, you know, in, 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 on the demonic side is fake, but there is the real and it's very real and you get messed up with, with it. It's, it can be very detrimental. Absolutely not can be, it will be very detrimental, but King Saul, he wanted a real witch and there's the real and the fake on both sides, whether it be now in the kingdom of God, most of the ministers you'll run into are good, wonderful men, but there are some fakes. And uh, a lot of times those fakes can give the real ones a bad, a bad, a bad, a bad name, so to speak. Sad to say, but it's true also, as I said, on the, on the, in the kingdom of darkness. Now in the kingdom of darkness, most of that, what you see is fake, but there's, there's some real, very real stuff and you need to just avoid it all together. But, but King Saul, he knew that he said he knew the difference. He wanted, he wanted a real witch, you know, one that could really contact uh, the dead and so on and so forth. But of course, God uh, tells us not to seek uh, after them. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, King Saul, he found out some things are right, what lay in his future. And I think is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he found out that the next day he was going to die. Now there's much, there's much I could say about that story with uh, King Saul and, and why God permitted that. I'm just not going to get into, into it for the sake of time right now, but 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 we need to avoid uh you know witches and 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 seances and 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 you know Ouija boards and and any any kind of game that has to do with 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 the devil demons fortune telling those sorts of things uh you need to stay away from those things because I tell you what it's 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 not good to be involved with those things now of course that's some scriptures in the Old Testament, but now in the New Testament, uh, let's, let's look at the New Testament, Mark, the first chapter. Uh, we're going to read now about a demon that was at a church service or a synagogue service, <laughs> a church that was well, synagogue service, okay, that Jesus was at. Look at this here in Mark 1, verse 21. 
It says, then they went to Capernaum, that was Jesus and his disciples, and immediately on the Sabbath, he, Jesus, entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogues with an unclean spirit, see, unclean spirit, a demonic spirit, and he cried out and said, let us alone, what have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Uh, Jesus' preaching was making... (laughs) making this guy that had a demon in him nervous or or it was bothering him. You know, uh, uh, preaching that's anointed of the Holy Ghost will make people in the congregation who aren't living right or who even worse than that may may be possessed uh, with with, with an evil spirit. Uh, Good Holy Ghost anointed preaching will will make that sort of thing nervous. Absolutely. Say, would God step on my toes through the, through the preacher's preaching? Absolutely. Absolutely. If that preacher is yielding to the Holy Spirit, teaching the Word of God, if there's something in your life that's not right, certainly that'll step on your toes. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many people I've, I've had leave, leave my church over the years just because I was up there minding my own business, just teaching the Bible, and <laughs> they get a- aggravated because, you know, I stepped... I, I, well, it was the Holy Ghost through me, stepped on their toes in some way, shape, form, or fashion. I said something that, 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 and I didn't even know they was doing it, but they was doing whatever they should have been doing. They get aggravated with me, and, and instead of repenting, they leave. Isn't that sad? But be that as it may, you know, good Holy Ghost preaching will make the devil nervous and those cooperating with the devil nervous. Good Holy Ghost preaching will make gossip, people that gossip and backbite and tell lies and people that are living as they shouldn't be, nervous. That's why, I, I'll say it again, if you go to a church and the preacher is never stepping on your toes ever, uh, either you're perfect, <laughs> which we all know you're not, neither am I, or that preacher, if he's never stepping on your toes, I, I have to question if he's flowing with the Holy Ghost. Now, he's not going to step on your toes every service, but you know what I'm talking about. If he's never stepping on your toes, either you're perfect or he's not flowing with the Holy Ghost ever so I think it's pretty easy to figure that one out but Jesus his teaching made this person in the congregation who was demon possessed it upset it upset that demon and and had there was a man in their synagogue with this demon spirit unclean spirit and cried out and said let us alone what have we to do with you Jesus of Nazareth Unclean spirit. Now, there's much we could say about that, but it could have to do with sexual uncleanliness. Could be. Now, I can't prove that for for certain, but you know, uh, you know, uh, you know. I don't know why I'm saying this, but it's not okay to live together. It, it's not okay if you're living together with someone you're not married to. You either need to get out from that situation or get married, one or the other. Yeah, you know, and it's not okay for a man to live, man to have him be sexually uh, intimate with a man or a woman with a woman. It's sex is for a man and a woman as a husband and a wife. Okay, now if that stepped on your toes, well, then that's that's your deal. Just you need to repent if if, if that stepped on your toes. All right, I'm not here to put anybody down. But I am here to flow with the Holy Spirit. You see, that's not meant to put anybody down. If you're living together in sexual sin, that's going to that's gonna destroy you. It may not today, tomorrow, the next day, but eventually it will hurt you. It will harm you. 
And so not saying it to be cruel, saying it to help you because the Holy Ghost loves you. I love you. And uh, not trying to put folk down, but homosexuality is sin. It just is. And it'll destroy you ultimately. And so not trying to be mean or, or anything like that. Just trying to love you and help you. Okay. But this person had an unclean spirit. Demonic spirit said Jesus is teaching under a, by a, with authority and, uh, and Jesus wasn't up there beating people over the head. He was teaching the word of God with authority and this unclean spirit didn't like it. Said, let us alone. What have we to do with you? Jesus of Nazareth, did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. In fact, Mark, the third chapter in the 11th verse said that unclean spirits, whenever they would see Jesus, would fall down before him. Now, we're talking about demons that were inside people, but when Jesus would walk by, when they'd see him, they'd fall down, and these demons would cry out and say, uh, say, you are the Son of God. Think about that. Think about that. But anyway, in this synagogue setting, Jesus rebuked him, saying, be quiet and come out of him. Well, I like that. And uh, the unclean spirit convulsed this guy, cried with a loud voice, and he came out, and they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, what is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority, he commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. Think about that. I remember in, in uh, several instances, just, just, just a few of these I could tell you about, but this was, this one was the most, uh, uh, I guess bizarre one that I ever dealt with. I had, uh, many years back, I had a lady come in the, we would pray for the sick periodically and people would come up in the, into the prayer lines and, and, and I'd go and lay hands on them and, and pray, pray, pray for the sick, release the anointing of God into their bodies and so forth. And I remember uh, I, about uh, about three people down as I'm going along, as I got closer to this lady, she was visiting. I never saw her before or since. But as I got to her, just before I got to her, she started growling. And you think about it, <laughs> she started growling. And when I got up in front of her, she really started growling. And all I knew to do, I said, I went to, lay hands on her I said in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ the head of the church and just as I touched her I said come out of her and just as I said that and just barely touched her I mean the power of God hit her and she didn't fall backwards she went straight down just like you drop a sack of salt boom down on the floor later my ushers told me he said the hair was standing up the one of them said the hair was standing up on the back of his neck. The hair was standing up on the back of my neck too. I tell you what, visitors were nervous. Church members were nervous. Everybody, <laughs> this lady, she, but when that happened, I, I saw in the spirit realm, I saw what looked like a black bat, B-A-T, go out to my left. I didn't say a word to anybody. This, this didn't happen all the time. This happened one time in 27 years. And didn't say anything to anybody. And But anyway, this lady, she got up totally delivered, set free, growling was gone. She's totally fine. Never did see her after that, but she's totally fine. Talk with her after the service, totally fine. But anyway, I'm stand, I stand at the door greeting after that service, and a lady comes up to me who was a church member. And she's a very legitimate, sound, solid person. She was a math teacher at Eureka High School. She came up to me, and she said she was... She was 
Thank you. She said, Pastor Terry, can I talk to you for a few moments? I said, well, surely come. come. So, so we pulled off to the side there. And she said, when you laid hands on that woman and she fell down, you said, come out of her in the name of Jesus. She said, I saw what looked like, uh, she said too, two black birds that went off to my right, out just right through the wall. <laughs> she said, I've never seen anything like that before. She said, it wasn't in the natural realm. She said, I saw it in the spirit realm. And she said, do you think I'm crazy? Well, see, I hadn't said anything to anybody. I said, no, I don't think you're crazy. I said, it makes me feel better about myself. I thought I might have been a little crazy because I saw the same thing. Only I saw one what looked like a black bird or a bat go out to my left. She saw two of them go out to her right. So my left, her right was, see, was consistent. Uh, very recent. You want to know if these things are real? So I told you by the time I get through with you, you'd be believing, you know, like the wicked witch told, you know, said when she looked at the crystal ball to the line, you're going to believe in more than that by the time I get through with you. So, but hey, these things are real. These things are real. Absolutely. They're real. Can you imagine what would happen in, in, in a lot of church services in the land today? if something like this happened? I mean, everybody, but I tell you what, these things are very real. Jesus said, these signs will follow those who believe in Mark 16, verse 17. In my name, they will cast out demons. Absolutely. 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 And so there's just a great truth in, in uh, the fact that demonic power is real. But thank God we've got authority over the devil in the name of Jesus. Now, notice if you would here, let's just read, read so, some more verses here. Let's go to Acts, the eighth chapter. Verse 5, reading in the King James here. I like the King James Version. Philip went down to the city of Samaria. Now, Philip was a, was, was an evangelist, a minister of the gospel. He went down to the city of Samaria, preached Christ to them. People with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed with them. Glory to God. See, Jesus said these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They'll cast out demons. Absolutely. Anyway, and many taken with palsies that were lame were healed. There was great joy in the city. There was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of, bewitched, see, bewitched the people of Samaria, uh, giving out that he himself was some great one. See, that's what people who are yielding to demonic power will do. They'll often uh, promote themselves and boast themselves and try to make you think there's some, something great. That's what I'm trying to say. They'll try to make you think there's something great. And it says here in verse 10, whom all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying this man is a great power of God. Now, here's something else. See, he was operating under demonic power, but he got the people to think that he was some great power of God. You have to know the word of God. You must know the word of God because it's very easy to become deceived. And, and, and the devil can be doing some type of thing and you think it's, it's the power of God and it isn't, it's demonic. Now you need to be aware of that. That's why you have to know your Bible. You have to have a working knowledge of the Bible. Are you going to get deceived? You need to listen very closely. I'm going to say something right at the end of this message along these lines that'll really help you. But, but this guy was touting that he was some great power of God and all the time he was yielding to the power of the devil and he was bewitching the people, the Bible says. And, uh, to them, uh, to him they gave regard, uh, they had, re to, to him they had regard because of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries, but they thought, he was a power of God. Again, you got to know the Bible. 
you got to know the word of God or you're going to get deceived. And it is possible, as I said, for the devil to be doing something and you think, it, you think, you think God's behind it. And a lot of people have been, been deceived. A lot of been people have, 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 have gotten hoodwinked out of a lot of, of their money through these sorts of things. Absolutely. Given money thinking they was given to some power of God and all the time it was manipulation and sharp, sharp, chicanery and whatnot. But when they believed Philip, now preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Now watch this, and Simon the saucer himself believed also when he, and he, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondering, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now I could say much more about this, but I just want to leave it right here. When this saucer saw the true and the real power of God in operation, through the ministry of Philip, even the saucer realized uh, uh, Philip's got some kind of power I don't have. And if you read on, you can see that the saucer wanted this greater power. And it was the baptism of the Holy Spirit is what it was. And, and Simon didn't have that. But I tell you what, the power of God is greater than the power of the devil. And even the saucer uh, could see that and was aware of that. And, and when he saw the power, the power of God that was in, uh, Philip's ministry, even the saucer who was operating under the power of the devil, hoodwinking the people, making them think it was the power of God, even the saucer said, Hey, I want some of that action. I want the real power. Yeah, that's what we want. We don't want to fool around with the devil. He's got power, but he's defeated and it's, it's piddly diddly power, really, if you compare it to the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Anyway, you could read up more on that and, and finish the story and see how that all worked out. But uh, for the sake of time, let's move on. Now, look, go to Acts, the 13th chapter. This was uh, the Apostle Paul when he went out on his first missionary journey. Elemis, this is Acts, uh, Acts 13, verse 8, but Elemis the sorcerer. See, the Bible acknowledges that sorcerers are real and witches and warlocks, that these things are real. For so his name's translated, withstood them seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. See, that's what the devil will always try to do, turn you away from faith in God. Absolutely. Turn, he'll try to turn you away from faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And, uh, Saul, who's also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him, at this saucer, and said, O full of deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, Will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? See, that's what the devil will do. He'll take the straight ways and he'll pervert them. That's what he does. He's a deceiver and a perverter. You know, the devil's a pervert. Did you know that? He absolutely is. And he'll, he'll try to pervert anybody who'll, who'll buy in with him, who'll side in with him. Absolutely. And, uh, but, but I tell you what, Paul had his number. He had this saucer's number and he just, he didn't pull any punches. He just called him right what he was. I like that. He didn't, Paul didn't flower it up, sugarcoat it up. I, I probably would have sugarcoated, I mean, me, me, just my personality. I might have sugarcoated it up. I don't know, but, but I, I don't like confrontation. But, you know, sometimes we need to be confrontational and call something just flat what it is. And sometimes we don't need to be Mr. Nice Guy, I guess. And Paul, I, see, you start fooling with the devil, you don't need to be Mr. Nice Guy. You don't need to start having a conversation with the devil. It's like Jesus said, come out. 
Glory to God. And we as believers ought to say to the devil, to the devil, come out in the name of Jesus. Absolutely. And I mean, Paul just said, oh, full of deceit, fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness. You start talking to people like that here in the United States, you're liable to get sued, even if it's all true in this hour in which we live. But I tell you what, he flat told him just like it is. He called him what he was. He said, and now indeed the hand of the Lord's on you and you'll be blind. Now you think about that. You'll be blind not seeing the sun for a season. Think about that. The power of God came on this sorcerer and blinded him. And immediately a dark mist fell on him and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. You know, the power of God will leave the power of the devil in the dark. Glory to God. Boy, I get excited. The power of God will leave the power of the devil in the dark. I'll say that again. The power of God will leave the power of the devil in the dark. Absolutely in a dark mist. Can you say amen? Glory to God. That's that's exciting. But 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 these saucers are real. But the power of God will leave them in the dark. I think about my life over the last last many decades, I guess over the last 40 years or so, two witches, I said witches, two bona fide witches. One even told me what coven she was a, 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 a part of. Now, you know, we ought to have better sense to be a witch. We ought to have better sense than to be a witch or a warlock or want to be buddied up with the devil. My goodness. You know, there's people in the land that worship Satan. I mean, come on. No, no, no. I mean, why would we want to do that? No, I tell you what, let me tell you something about Satan. He'll use you, he'll abuse you, then he'll throw you under the bus. Absolutely, but Jesus won't do that. If you're out there and you're listening to me and you've been serving the devil, stop it right now, repent, give your heart to Jesus and serve serve a, serve a winner. The devil's a loser, Jesus is a winner. Glory to God. But over the past 40 years, I've had two bona fide witches <laughs> put curses on me Absolutely. And you know what? I'm just going, still going just fine. I'm going just fine. Uh, absolutely the truth. Going just fine. None of their curses ever hurt me. One said that I'd die young, but I'm still going. I'm still going just fine. You know, the Bible says what God has blessed, no man can successfully curse. Glory to God. What God has blessed, no man, nobody can curse. And have it be successful. Praise God. But witches are real and these things are real. Hey, look at Acts, the 16th chapter. I told you by the time I got through with you today, you'd be, you, you might believe in some of this stuff if you, if you didn't originally before I started. But Acts 16, verse 16. Let's look about look here at Paul and this fortune teller. Now, it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us. Now, this was Luke. And Paul and that company, they went to prayer. And a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. See, here was a young girl who was a for real fortune teller because she had a demon spirit in her. Absolutely. Now, most of the fortune tellers you run into, as I said earlier, are fake. (laughs) But there are some real ones. And this was a real one. And she brought her masters much gain by fortune telling. And this girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Now this girl, what I can say about this girl is there was enough, she, she was demon possessed, all right, but there was enough semblance of her in there still. She had enough cognizance that she, I, I, I'm content in saying she wanted to be free. 
It was her masters that, 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 that realized she had this demon spirit in her. She was bound by it. But I could see just this, my, my take on it. it she, she's following Paul. She's following the man of God and his company. She wants free, but her masters want her bound. There's enough semblance of her in there. She, uh, of herself inside of her. She wants free of this demonic power. And she's, uh, she, in, in fact, it's interesting. She's saying something that's right. These are men, these men are servants of the Most High God who proclaimed us the way of salvation. What she was saying was right. I like to say it like this. Who wants to get your publicity from the devil? And there was something else about it. This she did for many days, but Paul greatly annoyed. What she was doing, the, even though what she was saying was right, it, it was, it, 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 I'm convinced it brought disturbance to Paul and his, his ministry and when he was trying to preach. Just like years ago when all that laughing was going on in the churches, if you're not aware of it, there was a, a movement that started out, it was the Holy Ghost when it started out and people would laugh under the power of God, but, 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 you know, it, it got out of hand and I, I I'm not going to go through it all right now, but in the process of time, people were just laughing to be laughing. And every service was a laughing service. And see, the Holy Ghost isn't in that. And it got to the point where a minister would get up to preach and people start cackling like a hyena, you know, disrupting the preaching. That's not God. That's the Holy Ghost isn't in that. Holy Ghost isn't going to interrupt himself, have a minister get up to start preaching, and then move on somebody to have them start laughing while the guy's trying to preach from the pulpit. See, that wasn't God. It got off into hilarity and, and the flat people, the, the, this, Humanity and the flesh got involved, and, and then ultimately demonic power got involved, and the whole thing eventually just kind of f- just collapsed and left the churches that cooperated with it, you know, kind of a skeletal form of what they were. And anyway, I won't get into all that right now. But it was, but when, when, cause I know I had it happen to me a time or two, I'd get up and start preaching, and you have people start cackling, you'd have to, you know, sh- shut it down somehow or another, the cackling. You can't have that. And, uh, but it was annoying. It was annoying. And I could tell you other stories along this line. When, when, when people would be, uh, like in this case, see, see, you know, the devil can say the right thing. He does know the Bible, but, but, but he'll always mix in a little bit of untruth or whatnot. In this case, what she was saying was so, but it was annoying. And somebody said, well, why did Paul leave this go on as long as he did? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was, maybe he was, maybe he was trying to be a Mr. Nice Guy here, like I would have tried to have been and try to uh, navigate this without embarrassing the girl. I don't know why he let it go on. Maybe he didn't realize fully what it was. Maybe at first, maybe it took the discerning of spirits to kick in for him to really realize it was demonic. I don't know. Speculation at best, but it was annoying. And it was, I think of ultimately it was probably dis, dis, distracting from the message of the gospel, no doubt. So finally he was annoyed. He turned, notice he didn't say to the girl, but he said to the spirit, he said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out that very hour. Glory to God. But when her master saw that their hope for profit was gone, see, that's all they cared about was the money. When people are cooperating with the devil, they're going to, they're going to center in on money. Money, 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 and try to get your money out of your pocket into theirs, however they have to do it. And they seized Paul, Silas, dragged him into the marketplace, and so on. What's the point? These things are real. Much more I could say, but these things are real. And then go to Acts 19. I'm just trying to show you from the Bible that these things are real. Acts 19, verse 11. It says this, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Glory to God. 
See, there are evil spirits. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, see, by the way, that exorcist, that movie, don't ever watch it, but it's based on a true story. It happened at, I believe it was Election Brothers Hospital here in St. Louis. And, and it didn't happen the way the, the, the way Hollywood portrayed the movie. Don't watch that movie. I tell you what, let me warn you, you're liable to get, uh, uh, you're liable to get a, a demon attached to you and start harassing you. Start watching that movie. I'm just warning you. There's stay away from, from horror movies and, 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 and demonic movies. Stay away from those things. Take my word for it. Just stay away from those things. But anyway, uh, I knew a man that went, went to my church years ago. He worked, uh, at Election Brothers, not during the time that, that it was a boy, not a girl, that the exorcist, the movie, it was a girl that they had, but, but, but and, and, and I, I don't think the, the, this boy's head didn't spin around like in that movie, but I tell you what, it was a bad thing, and, uh, it, it, the, the real story is a bad thing, but it happened there at Election Brothers, and I remember this, uh, fellow said he was a, he worked there, and he said on that one floor, they still had it shut off when he, where this, the real, story that they based the exorcist on happened he said whatever he got anywhere close to that that wing of that hospital he said he said you could it was palpable you know spiritual things you can you can pick them up and they're palpable you know what i mean by that you can sense i can sense when the holy ghost is moving i can a lot of times i start crying not all the time but uh sometimes this boldness will come on me uh it just depends on how the holy ghost is moving and but but he said to Pastor Terry, he says very real. He said that, he said he could still sense that evil there in that wing of that hospital. My my my. But anyway, so some of these itinerant Jewish exorcists took upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, "We exorcise you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches." See, they didn't know Jesus for themselves. They just saw Paul casting out demons, and they thought they'd do it too. And they didn't know Jesus for themselves like Paul did. And these, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so in evil, and the evil spirit answered, said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? See, if you're born again, the devil knows who you are. <laughs> he does. But these guys didn't know Jesus, so they, the, the devil didn't know who they were, recognize their authority. And uh, then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them, and they fled out of that house naked and wounded. See, the devil, if somebody's fully demon-possessed and yielding to him, they could get have superhuman strength. You see that with the maniac of Gadara. He had superhuman strength. The Bible says they chained him up, remember? And they'd break, he'd break the chains. Jesus came and set him free. That guy with that legion of demons, you know? And you can read about that in your, in, in your New Testament. I remember I was in a mental institution. Now, I wasn't in there for myself. I was visiting a church member many years ago. And I was sitting there at the, in the, at, at the entryway, sitting there talking with him. And I heard this awful caterwauling down the end of one of the wings of the, one of the halls. Long story short, as, as the, that, it was like a screeching howling as it got closer and closer and closer. The first thing I saw, I saw this person. It was a woman and she was skin and bones and there were four big orderlies, uh, you know, assistants or whatever you want to call them. Uh, nurses, whatever, these big guys. And she, this, 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 this thin woman 
her eyes were all bugged out. Her hair was all a mess. She just, I mean, she was, there was voices coming out like that person I told you about earlier that was growling. There's voices coming out of her. And she was, was throwing these orderlies around like they were, like they were dolls, just, just pitching them around and they were trying to get a hold of her. And once she, she rid herself of the last one, she looked at me and came right for me. Oh my gosh. And I tell you what, she came running at me and I was sitting on a sofa and I tell you, she came running at me and you, you want to know what I did? <laughs> I jumped over the sofa and hid. I'm ashamed to admit it. I, I'd like to think I wouldn't do that today. I'd like to think I would say in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, come out of her. That's what I would like to think I do. But I was younger in ministry then and I jumped the sofa. But I tell you what, these things are real. All, all I needed was that one experience to tell you these things are real. And, and, and so they finally got her and got her, took her back, you know. And by the way, you can't, I couldn't have got the demon to leave her anyway if she didn't want the demon out of her. I, I don't know the situation. They took her off and I never followed up on it, but, uh, I, and I couldn't follow up on it. But, uh, uh, but anyway, these things are very real, very, very real. Anyway, uh, um, but as we read on here, this became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and fear fell on all them. And the name of the Lord was Jesus was magnified and many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. And many of those who had practiced magic, listen to this, brought their books together and burned them. So if you got any evil books in your house or books of magic or Ouija boards or any kind of games or things, get them out, get them out, throw them in the trash, burn them somehow, get rid of them. But they brought these books together and whatnot, burned them in the sight of all and counted up the value of them and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. Glory to God. A revival really broke out here. My goodness gracious. Praise God and cause people to repent and leave the power of the devil and turn to the greater power, the power of God. And then the Bible says the word of God, the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Praise God. And, uh, and, and then like so much more I could say, but I think you're getting the point. These things are very real. And then like haunted houses, if you look at Revelation 18, verse 2, Revelation 8, Revelation 18, chapter 18, verse 2 in the NIV, New International Version, it says, with a mighty voice he shouted, fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She, talking about a city, has become a home for demons and a haunt for every evil spirit. A haunt. Can a house be haunted? Yeah. Not with the spirit of the person who used to live there or whatever, not a human spirit, but with demons. Absolutely. Absolutely. The devil, demons are real. I'm telling you. And uh, absolutely. Uh, and I, let me read from my notes. The Bible is clear. When humans die, their spirit leaves their body. And if a Christian go to heaven, if not a Christian go to hell, by being a Christian, I mean they're truly born again. They know Jesus. They know Jesus. Their spirit goes to heaven. If they don't, goes to hell upon death. Uh uh, bodies buried here on the earth. You understand that. But, uh, so there are no dis, disembodied human spirits haunting houses, but demonic, demon spirits, familiar spirits can haunt houses. Absolutely. And, uh, I remember, uh, had a man come to me years ago. He had bought a house and he, he, he would attend my church occasionally. He said, uh, he said, Pastor Terry, my tenant has called me a couple of times. There's rapping on the walls at night. Can you do anything about it? And I said, well, I can if you give me the authority. He said, yes. He said, I give you the authority. I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I command that demonic power to stop rapping on those walls and get out of that house. And you know, he came back some weeks later and he said, the rapping on the wall stopped. 
Glory to God. Not because I'm anything, but the power of God, the name of Jesus, will run the devil out. Absolutely. And then I know uh, years ago, my wife and I, we had bought a house and we moved in. But before we, well, we bought the house before we moved in. Long story short, I went there the night before we actually moved in. We had bought it, but the night before we moved in, and I tell you what, the hair was standing up on the back of my neck. My spider sense was tingling. There was something there that wasn't, wasn't right. Uh, it, was, it was, it was the evening time. I was there alone. <laughs> Not right. Next day, uh, her and I go over there. We bind up whatever that was in the name of Jesus. We forbid it to operate in that house while we were there. In, in the process of time, I found out from the realtor that when that property had been, it used to be farmland, and somehow or another, there was a, uh, somehow or another, uh, a, a body had been buried on that particular piece of, pro- uh, that particular lot that we had bought many years before. The body had been exhumed and removed, but the gravestone was still there because I went out and found it. But I found out about this after we'd bought the house. After we, we, that not, not night that I felt that evil, something was bad, and, and, but we bound it up, then I find out that it had been a gravesite. <laughs> anyway, we lived in it for about 15 years, and the night that we moved out, my wife had already left, I was there by myself again, and I tell you what, spider sense is tingling, hair up on the back of my neck, just, whew, something not right, just like it had been 15 years earlier. Well, anyway, we, we left, and, and, and I, I don't know, about six, eight, ten months later, I get a call from that same realtor, same guy that, that, that sold it to us, he, you know, to us, he, we used him to sell it. He calls me up and he says, he says, I need to ask you a question. He says, it's, he said, I can't believe I'm even asking you this question, Terry, but he said, I need to ask you this question. He said, I'm embarrassed to ask. So, well, what is it? He said, did you ever have any instances where there was like, like of ghosts in the house while you were there? And I said, no, not at all. I, I, and I didn't tell him that, you know, what I just told you. I didn't want to get into all that with him. He, but while we were there, we didn't have any problems. I said, why? And he said, well, he said the new people that bought it and moved in, he said, he said lights are being turned off. He said things are being moved around in the room. He said they're putting things exactly where they know it was, you know, like furniture and whatnot. He said furniture is being moved around. Drawers are being opened and closed. There's noises, lights going on and off. He said, did you ever have any problem like that when you were there? I said, absolutely not. And we didn't. And we didn't. You know why? Because we bound up the power that devil he couldn't operate while we were there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you say amen to that? And I don't know whatever happened with the people that are that moved in. I don't know. But you know what? I tell you what, these things are real. And it makes me think about Moses. You think? Remember Moses and when, when him and his brother Aaron went in? Pharaoh, remember that? And God had, had Aaron throw, throw his rod down and it turned into a serpent. Remember that? And then, uh, Pharaoh had his magicians come in and saucers and they threw their rods down too. See, the devil will try to copycat God. But remember this. Don't ever forget this. The, the Aaron's serpent swallowed up those magician serpents. Glory to God. The power of God will swallow up the devil and defeat him every time. And I can say amen to that. You can read about that in Exodus, the seventh chapter. You know, uh, in Luke ten nineteen, Jesus said, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. So if you've listened to this today and it's got your full attention, tell you what, if you're a Christian, you know Jesus is your Savior, you know, 
you've got authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil and nothing by any means shall hurt you if you'll just know your authority, know who you are in Jesus Christ. And that's good news. But I told you midway through the sermon, I was going to say something right at the end that you need to listen to and this is it. You know, as I've been pastoring, you know, for some four, well, three and a half decades, I guess, you could, if you added it all up, most of the time, now listen carefully, if you missed everything else, get this. Most of the time, most of, I'd say 99.8% of the time, 99.9% of the time, we're not going to really probably be dealing, most Christians, with these spectacular things that I've been talking about here today. Okay? All right, in all the years of ministry, just a handful of times have I dealt with these spectacular things. Like that woman growling in the back going out and all of that. Okay. But here's something that you have to really watch because this is something that you'll deal you'll deal with all the time and it's right here. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. You need to be sure that you don't let that happen to you. Don't give heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. You, let me just tell you this. You need to be aware of the people that you're sitting under, that you're listening to as ministers. You need to be aware of where you're going to church. You need to be aware of what your church believes. I don't mean you need to have a, a judgmental spirit about you or be suspicious of everybody. I'm not talking about that. But you need to know where you're going to church. What do they believe? What are they teaching? Are they teaching the Word of God? Are they just trying to entertain you? I mean, what are they doing? You need to know, you know, I'm, I'm shocked at how many Christians, if you really ask them, they don't really, really know what their church's tenets of faith are and what, what their statement of belief is, what they really believe. You need to find that out. And, and you know, you need to find where, where are you going to church? What does your church believe? What are their tenets of faith? Because I don't want you to give heed to deceiving spirits or doctrines, doctrines or teachings of demons. Who you listen to on media, who you, like, you can go to our website and find out what it is I believe. It's listed right there, our statement of belief, our tenets of faith. You need to go look, check me out, look, look up, see what it is I really believe. I'm talking on the essential things now, on, on, on heaven and hell and who Jesus is and, and, and on the Trinity, the Holy Trinity and how to be saved, heaven, hell, these, these important things. You need to find out, you need to know the people you're listening to. You shouldn't listen to somebody just because they make you feel all ugly wiggly and good on the inside. You need to find out what they really do believe. What do they believe about sexuality? What do they believe about homosexuality? You, you know, you need to under, you need to know some of these things. Certainly, it's real easy because you could be get deceived real easy and give give your give yourself over to doctrines of demons. That's the thing. If you miss everything else in the message, that's the thing you need to pay attention to right there. Okay. So, more than the other things I had to say, I think it was all worth listening to. But that last part there is really where where we all live. Okay. I mean, where we, we have to deal with all the time, okay? Hey, if you're out there and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want to invite you to repent of your sins and, and call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. That means you'll miss hell one day, you'll make heaven, and he'll make your life worth living in the meantime. So if you don't know Jesus, cry out to him right now. He'll come into your life. Like I said, you'll make heaven one day, and he'll make your life worth living in the meantime. Well, 
I, well, I got through with you now. So if you didn't believe in the devil and demons and all these things before, hopefully you do now. So anyway, hey, God bless you. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.